So we can go ahead and dive into the teaching. Uh, we are continuing our summer series in Pillars of the Local Church, and our message child today is Committed to Serving. So we will be in Philippians 2, verses 1 through 8, if you want to go ahead and turn there, get there in your devices. And, uh, and truthfully, this is something that I, I kind of find a little difficult to talk about uh, for a couple of different reasons. One, uh, serving is something that is definitely not promoted or encouraged in our world today. Right, we live in a very individualistic society, and so um, you know it's always focused on the self and and what other people can do for you rather than what you can do for people. Right, uh, and then I also don't want to come across as if I'm trying to guilt trip anyone or, or make anyone feel bad um, during this message. Rather, I want to encourage us all as a church, um, encourage us in in committing. To serving because it's something that we should be doing as a church uh, here at church, um, but also as we go out because obviously we're the local church wherever we go. Uh, we're not just confined to the building. And so today we're going to be looking more at the heart of the matter of serving, and we're going to be looking at uh, first purpose, then hindrances to serving, and then finally the reason why we serve. So if everyone is there, we'll go ahead and start the reading. Philippians two verses 1 through 8. Paul writes, If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interest, but rather to the interests of others. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. So before we dive into our first point, I kind of want to give a little bit of context and, and background of this. So Paul is writing to the church in Philippi here, and at the end of chapter 1, he is explaining how, uh, how the church should handle external conflict, so how they should be handling things with people outside of the church. And so the beginning of chapter 2 that we just read uh, is him explaining and exhorting uh, the church in Philippi on how they should be handling each other internally. Right, And I love the wording that he uses here and, and the way that he kind of phrases this. He says, if then there is blank, right? And he says, encouragement in Christ, consolation of love, fellowship with the Spirit, affection and mercy. And so the church in Philippi understood, and, and we should understand as well as believers, that in Christ we do have all those things. So it's, it's rhetorical. And so he says, if there is any of this in Christ, then this will be the result, right? In, in verse 2 by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit and intent on one purpose. And then verses 3 and 4 are essentially how we get to that goal. And so really what Paul is outlining here um, in, in verse 2 is, I, I think we could summarize it by just saying unity, right? Paul is, is, 
is telling the believers that they should be striving for unity. And, and unity in our church and as the local church is something that we should be striving for as well. And so we need to understand why uh, and, and kind of how serving impacts that. And so that's, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and so as we get to talk about the purpose of serving, I, I think about in my life, um, the impact that serving has had on my life and, and what I have kind of done. And the ministry that immediately pops in my head when I think of serving is Camp Fuego. Uh, some people, if, if you know me, you've heard me talk about it probably way too much, uh, honestly. But uh, for those that don't know, Camp Fuego is a summer camp ministry for students in the 6th through 12th grade age range. And, and I've been a part uh, uh, by attending or serving at Camp Fuego uh, for over a decade now. I started going in 2011. Uh, 2013, I gave my life to Christ at Camp Fuego, and, and I started serving uh, there, really. And in 2015, uh, I just recently graduated high school, and they started up this program called Fire Staff. And so, again, for those that don't know, Fuego Staff uh, you have to have completed or been a year removed from high school in order to be on staff. So you have to have basically completed your freshman year of college. Well, for fire staff, you just have to have completed a year uh, in high school in order to be uh, to apply to it. And so I just graduated. I applied to it. Uh, I was blessed to get on it. And what fire staff does is they come in for two weeks during the summer, and they serve and do a lot of the things a regular staffer does, except uh, they don't lead discussion groups and things like that. So again, I was very excited uh, to do this. Uh, Fuego staff had had a huge impact on my life, and so, uh, but this is, you know, maybe a surprise to some people. I was a little immature at the time, and so I came into it thinking that I was going, I was going to be impactful, and I was going to uh, be, be popular in all these things, and that was really my focus going into it. I had the, the totally wrong heart posture going into uh, this experience. And so I was just expecting, okay, I'm going to hang out with, with some of my staffer friends and, and maybe look cool to some of the students that are there. And after those two weeks, uh, we actually did serve. We actually did do work. Uh, and it really wasn't anything that I expected uh, because a lot of the work was behind the scenes. It was uh, dirty work. It felt like we were doing like janitorial things and cleaning up and tearing things down and setting things up. And and I just never saw like the impact of it, right? I just saw that we were always doing behind the scenes work and, and I didn't really get it. I didn't really understand uh, the purpose of why we were there or of what we were doing. It didn't make sense to me. Well, fast forward to the next year. Uh, I'm on staff and I served about five weeks that summer. The first two weeks, uh, we didn't have the fire staff. Then weeks three and four, we did. And when I compare those two time periods, uh, it is vastly different because the time and energy uh, we had compared to the first two weeks to the next two weeks with the fire staff was completely different. Uh, we had so much more time uh, to, to dig into the word and minister to our students in our discussion groups and everything like that because so much had been taken off our plate by the fire staff there taking care of things. And so what I didn't realize when I was on it is that uh, I was doing something that was important and was impactful. It may not have been what I wanted to do, but the next year, whenever I had that impact on my life, I totally got it. And that brings us to our first point, which is serving is about the body of Christ. Serving is not about us. It's not about uh, whether things are, are cool or glamorous or not, uh, whether you're in front of the mic or you're not, if you're in the background. Serving ultimately is, is all about the body of Christ. And, and we'll talk more about this in our next point. 
But we really cannot get caught up in thinking that serving is about us or what we can get out of it, right? Because selfishness will never bring about unity. And if we are committed to serving and committed to unity in our church uh, and in our daily lives, if we are selfish and, and worried about what we can get out of things and, and everything like that, uh, we won't be bringing about unity. So our application for this is simple. Remember that everything you do is for the glory of God and his church. That is our sole focus, and that is the purpose of serving. Let's move on to our next point, the hindrances uh, to serving. So like I mentioned at the beginning, uh, serving, it's not something that our world today uh, promotes, or it's not really our first instinct for things, right? I mean, look at verses 3 and 4 again. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit. Consider others as more important than yourselves. Look not to your own interest, but rather to the interest of others. This is very countercultural uh, to, to what we live in today. And, and I really think if we just look at the opposite of these verses, we'll really see some of the main hindrances to serving, to unity in the church. And I think if we were to just summarize these two verses and say, you know, what is Paul getting at here? What is he saying basically that we should be living like? And I think what Paul is getting at is that we should be living sacrificially, that, that we should not be avoiding sacrifice, but putting aside all the things um, that maybe we desire, we want, and, and taking on the burdens of, of one another. And so our second point as we start talking about the hindrances is avoiding living sacrificially keeps us from serving. Sacrifice is key to serving, and we are putting our wants aside. And so there's a couple of ways uh, that we can be hindered from serving that I want to I touch on today. And the first is pride. Uh, and pride can rear its ugly head in a couple different ways. The first is pride while serving. Uh, so another immature story of mine. Back in 2019, whenever uh, Redeemer moved here to the evangeline room, I was approached and asked to be, uh, you know, kind of head up our guest services team. And so, again, this was really exciting, but I also sort of got a little prideful in my, in my head, and I was like, okay, maybe, you know, this is like, I have some notoriety, and I have importance and a role and a title and all of this. Um, but I quickly found out that guest services, uh, you, you don't get any notoriety unless you do something wrong. Uh, unless something is not cleaned up properly or not put out, you don't get any notoriety for what you do. So for me, because I wasn't getting my, my ego built up or anything like that, I instead internalized a lot of this and, and was thinking that, well, I'm very important to the success of our church. I'm vital to the success of the church. And so I need to be there every Sunday and set up because otherwise things just aren't going to get done correctly. And so I came to church one day after uh, I wasn't scheduled that Sunday, and I genuinely, genuinely came to church ready to nitpick how things were put up because I thought it wasn't going to be done right because I thought that I could, I was the only one that could do things right. And lo and behold, I come to church and everything is put up perfectly. I mean, it's, it is uh, absolutely exactly how it should be, even down to the amount of chairs we were supposed to put out. And the Lord taught me an important lesson in that moment. And it's not a, a point, it's more of a sub point, but essentially that serving is something that we get to do. Serving is not something um, that is we should just expect, but rather it's something that we get to do. And if we have pride while we're serving, uh, we're totally going to miss that honor and privilege, which is that we get to serve the Lord and serve his church. Uh, pride can also 
look like us avoiding serving, right? We can be built up by maybe something, our, our standing in our job or uh, our family or, or something like that, and we can be prideful and avoid serving by thinking that whatever it is is beneath us, and this is just not the way that we should be responding to opportunities to serve, right? The Lord uh, calls all of us to do, to do this, to serve, and in these verses, Paul does not uh, single anyone out and say that they are exempt from serving. No, we are all called to do this. We are all called to serve and to live sacrificially. No one is exempt from that. And when we allow pride into our heart and into our lives, we can, uh, we can really make excuses and, and avoid serving in that way. And then our final hindrance is neglection or laziness, simply. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be prideful in this scenario. It can just be us being lazy, say, making up excuses, saying that we, we don't want to serve because of this, fill in the blank. And I heard a pastor talking about this one time, and, and he made an analogy that really resonated with me. He said that uh, basically when we're like this, that we can be like sports fans, right? We get our gear on, we put our, our jersey and our hats on, and we go to the game or we watch the game at home, and we're, we're cheering, we're encouraging, or we're booing, and we're very critical. But at the end of the day, all sports fans are spectators. They're not having an actual impact or influence on the outcome of the game. And so in our lives, when we are neglecting or lazy when it comes to serving, we're just spectators as well. We're not having an impact on things. And, and when we become lazy like this, we can also become hypercritical. And we can uh, just start to not agree with things because we don't like the way that they're done. And, and at the end of the day, we're not actually having any impact on, on what it is that's going on. So our application for this point is remember to watch out for pride and laziness as you get opportunities to serve. Uh, if you pray for it, the Lord will give you opportunities to serve. But uh, if we look in our everyday lives, there's always going to be opportunities for us to serve. And we have to take advantage of those. So, so don't allow pride. Don't allow laziness. Don't make excuses for why you cannot do something. You know, seek those opportunities out. So we've talked about the purpose of serving, some hindrances to serving. We'll move on to our last point, which is the reason why we serve. And, and it's very simple. It's the classic Sunday school answer. It's Jesus. Jesus is the reason we serve. Paul says here in verse 5, adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. He says he existed in the form of God, but did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant. Jesus came to the earth as fully God and fully man, and he did not come to rule and reign. He did not come to be a political figure or, or anything like that, to become famous. Rather, he, he emptied himself and served the people around us with, with everything that he did. And I think one of the, the most popular uh, stories of, of Jesus whenever uh, of, of Jesus serving somebody uh, was definitely when he washed the disciples' feet. And this was something I, I didn't grasp for a long time. I didn't get it. Another immature moment. I'm just calling myself out for this one here as well. Uh, there was a time where I was super critical of this when people would do it in weddings for some reason. Uh, and, and I was just very critical of it. I said something stupid about it in a group. And there was a girl there that her and her husband actually washed each other's feet at their wedding. And so then she explained to me all of the importance and the impact of it. And I was just like, I don't want to be, I want to be anywhere but here in this moment. Like, this is so embarrassing for me. Um, so I get it better now. But 
I just don't think we fully grasp the impact of it. Think about it. Jesus is there on the earth that he created with the disciples that he created, washing their feet that he created with water that he created, and he's washing the dirt and grime that's part of the earth again that he created. And how amazing is that, that the creator of the universe here in this moment doing one of the grossest things that we can imagine, just washing these stinky, nasty first century feet. That is, that is just amazing. And, and how often, you know, thinking about that verse that says, he did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. How often can we consider something in our lives something to be exploited, right? Maybe we're not consciously thinking it, but by, you know, like we said in the last point, thinking we're more important or that we're above something, right? We can have this attitude of thinking that, that we can exploit that matter. But we must remember that Christ did not do this. And we need to do, as it says in verse 5, and adopt that same attitude of Christ. And so application for this point is remember that our lives are dedicated to Christ. If we are going to be a church and a people that are committed to serving, that is striving for unity, we have to remember that everything that we do is, is dedicated to Christ and that we serve to be more like him. So as we close, again, like I mentioned earlier, there's opportunities to serve here at the church. Uh, our guest services team, our tech team, they handle uh, teardown and set up every single Sunday. And, and the kids team, which definitely uh, really needs some help uh, this summer, uh, they, they faithfully serve our, our parents and our children in our church uh, every single week by ministering to them and teaching them their lessons. But there's also opportunities to serve in your daily lives, and I hope we don't miss this as well, because service is not just something that we do on Sunday mornings, right? Service is something that we can do in our everyday lives. At work with your coworkers or your boss, or maybe you are the boss, and so you have opportunities to serve your employees. There's always going to be opportunities to serve in your home with your roommates or your spouse or your children or your family. There's opportunities to serve uh, each other as friends, and there's opportunities to serve in the community as well. And so I want to encourage us to look for those opportunities to serve, to seek out these opportunities to serve. And, and whether it's here, again, or whether it's our homes or in our workplace or in everyday lives, we need to be ready to adopt the attitude of Christ, that we need to be ready to, to, to remember that serving is all about the body of Christ. Remember that pride and laziness uh, should never get in the way of our opportunities to serve. And that ultimately we are serving to be more like Christ and to bring unity uh, to our church. So let's be a church. I just want to encourage us. Let's be a church that is committed to these things and that is ultimately committed to serving and to unity. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you um, just for, for everything that you've given us, for, for all the opportunities you give us uh, to serve and, and be a part of your church and doing your work. We, we thank you for these. And I pray that as a church, as a people, that we would uh, remember to seek out these opportunities, to not neglect these opportunities, but rather to just always be on the lookout to how we can better serve you. I pray that we would not allow pride or, or laziness to get in the way, Lord, but remember that serving is all about you. It's all about bringing unity to the body. So I pray that we can be a church that does this well. In your name I pray, amen.